Ugh, I love this movie. I haven't seen it. You haven't seen this movie? <laughs> I'm so happy to be recording. We are back. We're back. A dinosaur story. Well, I'm game. Okay. Certainly. Okay. Yeah. Oh, my God. You remember that movie? Oh. Yeah. Throwback. Yeah. I saw that in the theaters. Did you really? I did. I saw it on VHS. It was in the daycare. I wasn't in preschool, but I remember specifically. I was, was like, we're all, we're only in a year apart. How could I have <laughs> saw it in the theater and you saw it at daycare? It, it came out in like what 90. What did your parents do with you? They held me back. They held a you back. while. <laughs> I did not get my colors as quickly as they'd hoped. I still can't tell time. Right. The <laughs> basics of red, blue, green, and yellow are still very confusing. Numbers are hard. I came out in like 92, right? I Somewhere can't around there. Anyway, I remember it being wheeled in in like one of those public school, like, yes. it had the TV on top and then the VCR in the and middle the big shelf. strap to hold the TV right, down. Right. So it wouldn't go flying onto some kid. Oh. Uh, See, you millennials won't know this you know, shit. You won't That's know. not true unless you have like a really poor school and they haven't upgraded since then. <laughs> right. You still have that probably. Right. Yeah, it's been a while. It um, I feel like it's been like two months. It's been a long time. Although I was thinking about it and it's this is actually about the same time that we had before where we took time off for the holidays a little bit and we also took time off because this time last year... I went to Portland for a year in fro with Frog and Toad. Right. And we took time off there as well until you came to visit. Right. That makes sense. Yeah. So I feel like this was the time off between seasons. Is that what we did? I guess. Did we start the new season when I came to Portland to I think record? we finished up the last season. Gotcha. we do about 15 episodes per season. Okay. So yeah. this isn't a new season by any no, means. No, I don't This think is just so. us getting back getting in the saddle. Getting back at it because life happens. We are in our apartment. Rocket is next to us licking his nuts. So, yeah, I feel like life has happened and yeah. here we are. There's a lot to get into, I guess. But, I mean, everything's great. Mm -hmm. We're happy and healthy. Mm -hmm. uh, we have everything we need. Um, um, one thing we are we doing just, uh, is we're changing up the format a little bit for our show. A tiny bit. So what we have been doing, as you guys know, of course, is that we do a little bit of recap of what's going on with our day. What's, what's been happening this week. And then we talk about the movie that we're reviewing, and then we do trivia, yep. and we call it a night. Yep. That usually ends up being about 45 minutes. Yeah. So instead, we figure, hey, time is money, money is pizza, pizza is power. <laughs> so what we're going to do instead is we're going to cut it to 30 minutes. Yep. So I think that's going to take place in kind of all aspects. It's like, how are you? I'm good. Great. Movie? Yeah, it was. Trivia? What? Okay. What? Have a good week, you guys. <laughs> So right. we're going to try to trim things up a little bit. Plus, I think it'll give us a better opportunity for more output. Like, we'll be yeah. able to record and edit. Because we do all the editing ourselves, all the recording ourselves, the sound effects, uh, pre- and post-production. Everything is done by us. I know. I know. Big chuff. Big chuff. I still want to give a shout-out to our friends over at Anchor FM. Oh, my God. Who we are love so, you guys. Always so hospitable and Cannot having us in. Cannot wait to get back in that studio. Yeah, hopefully we'll be able to get back in maybe even next week at some point. Yeah, a I lot of transitional so. things happening, but all good. New beginnings and... 
stuff like that. Yeah. So greener pastures for everybody. We wanted to keep our promise and keep the loop and theme of oh, award season. Yes. So we even though the awards have been handed out at this point, <laughs> right. we wanted to do one more specifically for award season movies. Right. The awards are long over. The Oscars, the BAFTAs, the Golden Globes, all that stuff. So we rocked the vote. We put it to you guys to whether we would watch Black Panther or Vice. Is and that right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And Vice is the one that won out. So we watched Vice. Vice. In my head, though, it's Miami Vice. It's Gladiator. Like... <laughs> Miami Vice with Colin Farrell and Jamie Foxx because that just swept award season when it came out. Oh, my God. Remember the remake of Miami Vice? You guys remember Spock? <laughs> That's a joke on the new Star Trek series. Get CBS All Access because nobody else is. So, Vice. Uh, Remember how we said we were going to trim down on what we were talking no, hey, about? No, only five minutes in. We're all right, okay. all right. Vice, uh, written, actually, yeah, written and directed by Adam McKay. You guys may know Adam McKay as the director of Anchorman. I'm very important. Uh, I have many leather-bound books. Part one and two, uh, Talladega Nights. He also directed a little movie called The Big Short. Which I still haven't seen. Really? No. Uh, it's about the 2008 financial crisis. It's a comedy. It's just a, a hit, laugh out loud, riot for the whole family. It's not. No, actually. I was going to say. It's a little bit depressing, but like Vice, and we'll get into this a little bit, it's shot through a lens of almost comedic nature where the story is so extreme mm -hmm. that it that it can't be anything but true. And I feel like you get a lot of this with Vice. Like, there's a lot of really poignant comedic moments where you're just like, holy shit, did well, this the truth really can happen? Be funny because it's so ridiculous. And it's so absurd. Right. Like, we do, like, part of us is like, did we allow this to happen? Right. And how did this person have so much power? And how did we get to this point? This well, we is were hilarious. Too busy watching Survivor. Or, so. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. We were all looking down at our phones. Because that's easier and safer. And giving away our safety, where we still have to take off our shoes when we go to the airport. Not unless you have TSA pre. Not unless you have TSA pre. It. Guys, get Anyways. TSA pre. You breeze through security. <laughs> it feels like you're stealing something, actually. I used it for the first time to go to Florida a few weeks ago, and I'm like, is that is that it? Is that all I... Is that all I have to do? It's like it's eighty-five bucks for five years. It I lasts for say. five years. You have to like go and you go in and you say hi. I am who I say I am. Here's my passport. Here's, Here's my, my passport. social security card. The, you know they look up your fingerprints. They're like, oh yeah, you haven't done anything awful. You're fine. Yeah, you're not a risk. So literally, you don't have to take anything off. You just put your bags on the belt. I mean, I take stuff off anyways. They give you I like... start stripping down and I say, I just want to be safe. I want to respect everybody. As I'm walking past everyone waiting in line, I take all my clothes off and right. then walk through. They're like, sir, you can TSA leave your underwear pre. on. And I'm like, no. America first. Yes. Underwear second. These colors don't run. No. And I salute every person. Buck naked <laughs> as you're walking. And it's kind of nice being able to walk past this whole line of people Kind of waving at them like you're you're on this ship that's setting sail in the 1920s. Like you're just like bye, oh you know. You're doing your little Miss America wave to everybody. Right, you're yes. like this is amazing. You should do it. <laughs> anyway. TSA pre. So uh, Vice, Vice, the movie we back watched. to the movie, uh, which stars uh, Christian Bale in the title role. He plays uh, Vice President Dick Cheney. Amy Adams plays his wife Lynn. Steve Carell plays Donald Rumsfeld. Sam Rockwell shows up uh, to portray George W. Bush. 
It really centers around Dick Cheney's political rise and, dare I say, fall? I don't know if he ever really No, he just kind of hung out. Yeah. He rose and stayed. Yeah. It's like if a swing got all the way, almost all the way up to the top of its crest and just stopped. Right. And just hung out there and you're stuck at the almost top of your swing. But had like four heart attacks on the way. Right. Exactly. <laughs> so it's uh, it has a phenomenal cast. It actually won yes. a handful of awards. Yeah, which awards did it win? It definitely won an Oscar for Best Makeup, which I thought it deserved. Interesting. Yeah, uh, because it covers about... God, it covers almost 50 years, I yeah. think. It starts in either the 60s or the 70s right. in Cheney's life in Wyoming. Goes through, you know, September 11th, right? The post September 11th world, right? And all the way to present day, pretty much. Yeah. And there, there's all these sort of videos and clips that try to tie together how Cheney's influence led to the social and political world we know now. Mm-hmm. And it they bridge it together in a way that kind of makes sense in in the sense that like we live in a post September 11th world yeah and September 11th America's reaction to that really kind of set the tone for the right. next what almost going on 20 years now which yeah. is crazy to think about yeah but it really dives into how Cheney came to power what he did and how he basically assumed the presidency for himself because George W. Bush was a nitwit. I like that. Right. So he... That doesn't sound familiar at all. It's all about him finding openings and opportunities. And they have all of these... There are all these references to, like, Dick Cheney's personal hobbies, specifically fly fishing. Yeah, which I thought was really interesting. It's really interesting in the sense that he he's, like, talking to his girls, his his daughters, about how to fly fish. And he's like... You have to find out what the fish wants, and then that's what you lead with. Mm. And he has this uh, sort of jumping around a little bit here. That goes that goes well with the movie. Yeah, very much so. The movie jumps around it, all it over the place. It goes from decade to decade. It is not linear. Yeah, at all. It's it's also kind of narrated too at the same time, and in, and right. the narrator is actually a pretty pivotal part of the movie. Yeah, and you don't find out until about eighty percent of the way through. And let's not give that away. I'm not going to give that away. Yeah. It was actually a legitimate. Did you know that was coming? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Oh, okay. See, I didn't. So, no, and so I wish I had. Time, this is like when someone told me the ending of The Sixth Sense. It made oh, the movie way less scary. My grandpa did that. I was like, oh, well, that's shitty. Yeah. Now I'm just like, oh, stuff is red for no reason. Are we going to do that on this podcast? No, we're not going to do that. The Sixth Sense we're is not- like 25 years old, but we're still not going to blow we're that We're still in. not going to. Um, yeah. So, so it, it hops around a lot. Long story short, there's this great scene where Cheney is actually meeting with George W. Bush to see if he wants to be his running mate. Right. And Cheney has this whole interior monologue of like, okay, what does he want? What right. does he need? I think he wants to impress his father. He wants to do well. But he's he's trying to, like, get a read on George W., essentially. Mm-hmm. And he ties it into fly fishing and, like, putting the worm on the hook, putting the hook in the water, mm-hmm. seeing what this fish wants, essentially. Which and, my dad does fly fishing, and you have to change out your flies. A co- Rocket just climbed underneath our coffee table. That's amazing. You have never done that. You should that. take a picture of that. I'm going to do that right now. Okay. Um, Ten may- bucks says that's going to be his new his his fourteenth bed. Yeah, maybe. Anyway, yeah, it's uh, it kind of hops around a little bit, so you you really do have to pay attention. It's about two and a half hours of running time. It you felt it, and I know that was one of your your criticisms yes. about the movie being too long. So I would say, like, ultimately, like, let's face it, our podcast is about the fact that everybody has so much shit going on in their lives. Right. There's so many things that you need to watch. Game of Thrones is coming out. Barry is coming out. Trill just came out. Vice Veep is coming out. Like. There's tons of movies, Captain Marvel, you know, 
fucking Toy Story 4. Avengers Endgame is coming out next month. Everything. All the things are coming out. So should you spend time out of your busy life to watch this movie? That's basically what this podcast yeah. is. Yeah, I think so. Um, so I would say yes. I will say it's about a half an hour too long. I would agree with that. But I actually talked about this movie with my cast and Sarah, who plays Michael Scott, she said that she thinks that this should have been made into like an eight-part series for like HBO. For HBO, I totally agree. Because that would have been a much easier way to digest this, and it wouldn't have been like sit down for two and a half hours. Right. And right. I'm like, that's fucking brilliant. I completely agree with that. People still would have watched it, but once she's like, I think when they started getting these big names, like yeah. this should be a feature. Yeah. And I don't think that Adam McKay has done anything like that. I don't in think terms he has series. Oh, this is awkward. There are those series happening right now, though. Like, there's a yeah. there's a series being filmed here in New York that I've submitted for a couple of times. Uh, it has to do with the rise and fall of Roger Ailes, who founded Fox News, who actually is oh, in referenced that. in this yeah, movie. Yeah, yeah. yeah, Because when Cheney first gets into the White House, he's working for Donald Rumsfeld. Rumsfeld is working for the Nixon administration. Mm-hmm. And uh, Roger Ailes, that's when he's sort of first introduced. He tries to come to Rumsfeld and Nixon with this idea about conservative television. Right. And they're like, nah, nah, we're, the world's not ready for that. Uh, Roger Ailes shows up in this movie. Uh, they have a little bit to do with like how Fox News is founded. It does spend a lot of time going through that history. Yeah. And so back to the miniseries that's filming here in New York, it has to do with Roger Ailes' rise and fall. So I agree. I feel like it would have been a really compelling eight-part miniseries, and those types of miniseries are doing really well right they now. They are. Like, like for example, the one that we just watched was the uh, the assassination of Gianni Versace yeah. on Netflix, which is an incredible, incredible piece of work. I think work. that was like 12 episodes, though. Yeah, right, but still. But when it's on HBO, they can be closer to an hour because there are no commercial interruptions. Right. And you can, like, kind of do whatever you want because right. it's HBO. So I think it should have been that. I, I think feel so like the two and a half hours was a little bit long, and I also think, too, that, like, the cinematography and how the story takes place Mm. that's something you have to adjust to and was hard for me to adjust to because the story while technically it is linear in terms of it goes from his rise and stagnant of Dick Cheney yeah it jumps around all over the place. It goes like, like I think we start out at the very beginning of the 50s and then we jump to 9-11 and then we go back to like the 60s and then we go way over and then we go here and there. Yeah. So it jumps all over the place. And while that's also happening in the story, you'll also be like going through a conversation with somebody. You'll see these two people talking and all of a sudden there's this image of a cow and right. then it's back to them. And then it's an image of a baby crying and back to them. So the cinematography <laughs> can get really rough in that regard and they also break into Shakespeare yeah randomly break into Shakespeare the the movie fake ends like two times yes oh my god that (laughs) first fake ending was the most ridiculous fucking thing what was it I wrote it down the fake ending where they they breed award winning golden retrievers they lived happily and healthily and never entered politics again and never entered politics again and then the the credits literally start rolling So, I mean, I think that, again, this is something, the way that I think of this movie is it's like Ocean's Eleven, the White House edition. Sure. That's the way I thought of it. The way that it jumps around is similar to the way that Ocean's Eleven jumps around. Yes. The more, the remake of it. Yeah, non-linear, and there's not really, 
a tone to this movie. I can't say it's a drama. I can't say it's like a comedy. It I think it was built as a Quentin comedy. Tarantino. Yeah, very much because so. Because there's a lot of stuff with Quentin Tarantino stuff that you can't, it's kind of genre defying. Yeah. And the, the writing is really good too. Oh yeah. And you can tell that Adam McKay used a lot of his sort of comedic background because he helped found uh, Funny or Die with Will Ferrell. Right. Will Ferrell was one of the producers on this movie. Brad yeah. Pitt, interestingly enough, tying into Ocean's Eleven, mm-hmm. was one of the producers on this movie. So he kind of shoots it through a comedic filter. Right. And Which I didn't think it would be. No. I thought it would be 100% serious. Yeah. And I actually was not looking forward to watching it because of that. Yeah. I thought it was just going to be a lot of like heavy, heavy stuff. Like I thought it would be, even though I haven't seen it, The Wife. Right. But, but <laughs> the politics edition of The Wife. Um, and so, oh, I don't really want to watch this. But I ended up really enjoying it because there is a lot of humor to it. Because right. they honor the truth and how ridiculous the truth is. And I think because the subject matter is so heavy, you yeah. can't help but think it's going to be dramatic. Right. Because we're dealing with what a lot of us have lived with for most of our adult lives. Right. Like, I was 17 when when September 11th happened. Yeah, when, right. You know, it was, I just started my senior year of high school. Right. And so it actually defined a lot of my adult life in this post-September 11th world that we now live in. Sure. So I feel like we take that subject matter very seriously because we're living it and having it shot through a comedic lens diffuses it a little bit, but little it's also bit. really absurd yeah. that all of this took place. It's like one of those things where if you're a person that doesn't like to talk about politics or doesn't like uncomfortable feelings, mm-hmm. don't watch this movie. Don't watch This it. is not going to be for you. Put Frozen on. Put right. Greatest Showman on. Put something else right. on. Like, put on reruns of Friends for the 14th Get a time. McDonald's movie. Yeah. You know. This is not that. No. So, with that said, I think you definitely need to know that you're investing time. Mm-hmm. Sit down for this. Yep. But it's absolutely worth it. Yeah. Like, this is cinematic, a cinematic meal. And cast in such a way that I didn't... It, it, there were moments where I forgot that I was watching these actors because Christian Bale is very well known. Oh my God. Steve Carell is very well known. Yes. I've, I've seen a lot of him. And he was so great season. at departing from the Michael Scott character. Yeah. Like, Michael Scott does not show in this at all. Right. These people are my friends and I care about them! To be honest, when I watched a movie like Beautiful Boy, I could not help but hear and see a lot of Michael Scott, maybe not so much see, but maybe just in the way he would like yell or shout. Right. These people are my friends and I care about them! The fact that Amy Ryan played his ex-wife right, like, was in on. this, I'm like, okay, there's way too many office, you know, uh, yeah. references in this movie, but he really disappears into Rumsfeld. Christian Bale, job. I can't, like, disappearing into the role is not even enough to do no. him justice. Uh-uh. The fact that he gained 45 pounds of That's weight insanity. for the role, the, the makeup artist that he worked with, the fact that he watched every single Dick Cheney interview to get his mannerisms and the way he sort of talks, right? you know, and his little head tilts. And I'm sorry to like, Sam Rockwell. Sam Rockwell Holy as George W. Shit. Oh my God. So Rockwell just coming nailed. off of... Uh, three billboards outside Ebbing, Missouri. Right. His Oscar win for that. And I think this was the movie he did right after. Uh-huh. So seeing him play this sort of cracker sheriff in three billboards. It was, 
And it made me, and it also made me too, like watching this, because I remember now that with the garbage president that we're dealing with right now, yes. in my opinion, yep. I remember thinking, God, I miss George W. Bush Man. after dealing with this. And then watching this, I'm like, no. Well, I mean, still, like Bill Maher said, he's like, yeah, we demonized Bush, but like he definitely wasn't the worst thing that happened. At the same time, though, but now it's like he let stuff happen because he, just he didn't let, know any no, better. He's a nitwit. Like right. he let Cheney just take the reins. Like the only way Cheney would take the vice president role because the VP role is kind of an empty position. Right. He's like, I want control over foreign policy. Right. I want control of like the Treasury Department. Right. Uh, whether or not we can go to war, essentially. Like Which now every it feels single like lane. That's won. whenever conservative now that we're seeing this twice, whenever conservatives are in the White House, mm-hmm. that ends up being the play. Right. Like VP sees this as an opportunity to take somebody that has a substantial amount of power due mm-hmm. to finance and then wiggles their way in by being VP and uses that as a platform to basically get what they believe in to yeah. the law. And this was a guy who clearly wanted to be president. Right. Knew he was never going to be president. Pence is the new Cheney. Essentially. Essentially. But Pence is more of like, um, I'm just going to take reproductive rights away and right. not go to dinner without my wife. Right. Kind of thing. Um, the breakdown per IMDb. and oh my the, God, I feel we've like been this, talking about this already and haven't even done the breakdown. I know. We're this, rusty, you guys. The story of Dick Cheney, an unassuming bureaucratic Washington insider who quietly wielded immense power as vice president to George W. Bush, reshaping the country and the globe in ways that we still feel today. Mm-hmm. Perfect. Done. Perfect little breakdown. Yeah. I really quickly, there was one thing I did want to ask you about, yeah. which was... I, there were, there was this one thing, and if you've seen the movie and noticed this, I want to know. There were two parts in the movie where there were flies. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Flies flew around Amy Adams when she's Lynn, right? Yep. And she's saying, you need to get your shit together because I didn't sign on to marry a deadbeat. Hmm. And there's a fly going around her. There's also a fly going around George W. Bush, Sam Rockwell, when he's saying, I want you to be vice president for the second time. Interesting. And I don't know if that was just coincidence. There just happened to be flies and then, you know, they're like, let's just keep it. Or if that was purposeful. It's an interesting, it it would be interesting if it was purposeful because when Christian Bale won the Golden Globe for Best Actor, he thanked Satan. He's like, I'd like to thank Satan for giving me the inspiration to play this role. Oh. And the room was like, ooh, shots oh. fired. But it's it's interesting to to see. You're right. Like, I remember those flies flying around the screen. They were real. Yeah. But there's, like, this interesting sort of tie-in to, like, pestilence. And exactly. this guy is a scumbag. And these were and two of the most important and pivotal people in his life. Yes. Both in his personal life and in his professional right. life. exactly. So that's the only thing where I was like, that's interesting. Yeah. I, I didn't know if it was purposeful or not, but it's like... Maybe a happy accident. This is something that my playwright teacher taught me in high school because high private high school. There's this idea of when you're writing a script... There's two ways to shoot arrows at a target. One way, you can shoot and try to hit the target, or two, you can shoot arrows at a wall and then draw targets around them. Right. So I don't know, this is exactly that, where it's like, I don't know where it's like, oh, I caught it, the symbolism. Or if it's like, I'm drawing a a target around an arrow that's already been shot and making it something. Well, I feel like they they could have maybe removed those flies in post-production. They absolutely could have. But every take that you, in my opinion, every take that you have, is a director trying to capture magic in a bottle. Yeah. You know, and so maybe the fact that they had those, they were like, oh, let's keep this. Right. Because it definitely ties in. Right. So 
Happy accident. Happy accident. So trivia. Trivia. Cue trivia music. Just a few quick ones here. Uh, Christian Bale gained 45 pounds, shaved his head, bleached his eyebrows, and he specifically exercised to thicken his neck Ew. to play Dick Cheney. And the way he achieved his hev- his hefty p- his physique was by eating a lot of pies. So that must have been a really fun. I want to know what neck exercises you do Me to too. get a thick neck. Maybe just like bar work and you just lift your shoulders. Shoulders? That would That'd that work would, your lats. Yeah. Guys, we're into fitness, so we're into fitness. We soup like ugh. Oh, I had a cliff bar. Got to get in another twelve reps. Cliff bar is like a workout in itself. So, uh, Cheney in the movie, especially uh, Cheney in in real life, had uh, well documented heart problems most of his adult life, and Christian Bale studied heart attack prevention as part of his method, and his tips actually ended up saving Adam McKay's life because Adam McKay suffered a heart attack during post-production. No. Yeah, which is super like, what? Like, thank God you studied what? all that and he was there to help and all of that stuff. So. Holy shit. Yeah, and very quickly, I just want to give a shout out. I know this is really trivia, but I want to give a shout out to Amy Adams. Oh well. my God, I'm so glad you said that. Oh my yes. God, she's amazing. She's insane. She she plays this, this sort of sweet, not like peach iced tea sort of housewife. That's what she wants to come across as. I think so. To the public but eye. But she's like steel. Oh, like yeah. She, you, you can see this powerful woman. It's almost like I kept thinking of Macbeth when I was watching this movie. Yeah. You see these two people who are so obsessed with having power mm-hmm. that they will go to any lengths to do it. And even shown at the end of the movie where like they get into their child's sexual orientation. So it, it deals with a lot of these like power plays yeah. and you can see Lynn Cheney kind of behind the scenes, holding the reins, kind of like pushing him in the right direction. Yeah. But she come across, she comes across so sweet, but actually you're just like, I hate this woman, but I also really, really her respect her. Yeah. And uh, she did a wonderful job of portraying that. She really did. Yeah. So shout out. Shout out to Amy Adams. Uh, Sam Rockwell's biggest physical concern uh, was playing of playing George W. Bush was the way that Bush sort of pushes his upper lip forward when he talks. Okay. You know, so Rockwell actually asked for a prosthetic <gasps> to put into his mouth because he he couldn't like get the lip movement perfectly. He didn't have the it lips. Yeah. So he exactly. <laughs> so he had a prosthetic that pushed his upper lip out specifically, and also he wore a nose prosthetic to portray George See, W. Bush. See, if I was. Tr- to portray George Bush, I think the only thing I would actually be worried about is the ears. Oh, really? Because he has big ass he does ears. Have big ears. I was like, why? How? Why are we not worried about that? Right. But maybe Sam has his own. Ears. His own big ears. He's, he brought his own ears. Exactly. To set. And lastly, I wish we could have seen this, and maybe this is in the deleted scenes, mm-hmm. um, along with like the Shakespearean segment that they filmed, right? Which is sort of like they jump out of the plot narrative a little bit. Kind of, but it's also, that's the subtext. That's what's going on, right. but it's not being said. It's this great scene where the, like, the, the language changes to classical Shakespearean language, and it's the two of them in bed. It's Cheney they're in their nightgowns. They're in their nightgowns, it's and like, like, they've got all their fat makeup on, yeah. and they're like quoting this And then they have this language. really intense, passionate kiss, and it's like, Argh! It's so funny, but there was a musical sequence. No. Shot for this movie <gasps> that did not end up in the final cut. That, that I'm hoping we can find online somewhere. That makes and watch. me so sad. Which that makes it didn't make the final cut. I know, but it's like an Adam McKay movie. I'm like, of course he would of shoot like a musical comedic would. sequence because of you think would. of like Afternoon Delight 
in Anchorman. Um, or Anchorman 2 with the... Uh, uh, what's that song called? I can't remember it. It was a It's panda. a big world. Oh, it's a big it's world. A big That's right, 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 right. So maybe we can find that out. Yes. There. That's it for trivia. But we're right about that 30-minute mark. I feel yeah, like we, we kind of hit it. the bullseye on here. There's definitely some stuff here. We oh, there find. is fat. There is fat to be trimmed. So, so see this movie. Like, yeah. again, like, make sure you have two and a half hours to spare. Yeah. It's biographical. It's, like history it's also a comedy and a drama the it's, acting is superb yeah. it's shot and directed and written with a fine-tooth comb um, if quentin tarantino and adam mckay had a baby yeah that's what this movie feels like to me essentially yeah and uh some some parts are kind of rough rough to watch um it deals with a lot of like current political stuff yeah but again ties back into how all of these events led up to the social and political world we know now Mm -hmm. and you can definitely see how things are tied to each other and attached and kind of see how we got here it's sad but also there's there's some hope i really I would really love to hear what people think of the end of the movie. And that's actually something I'd like to add in because we do have the ability to have people leave us messages yeah, about yeah. our our podcast. So what were your thoughts about Vice? Did yeah. you see it? Did you not see it and why? What did you think about it? Mm-hmm. Do you agree with what we're saying? Do you disagree with what we're saying? Let us know. Yeah. I'm going to figure out a way to do that so that you can leave us messages and we can respond to them. There you go. Watch Vice. It's a wonderful movie. Spread the word about the podcast. We're back. We're back, uh, babe. We'll put out a vote for the next movie. I'm not totally sure what we want to do. Me neither. Do, we need to go back so. to our list. Yeah, so we'll go back to the list and see what Megan hasn't seen. Um, and uh, we'll go from there. But uh, thank you guys for listening. And uh, make sure you tell people about the podcast, like, subscribe, share, and we will uh, be back next week with a new episode. Yay! Bye! Bye!